This podcast and the many that follow are proudly brought to you by our partner, Titleist, the number one ball in golf. Now, as it relates to earning an edge, our friends at Titleist have been the leaders since the early 1900s. And in order to compete and win at the highest level, frankly, there's no room for second best. For this reason, the best players in the world trust Titleist. Hey there, I'm Corey Lumberg of Altus Performance, and this is episode 15 of the Earn Your Edge podcast, which is part two of our conversation with LPGA superstars So Young Yu and NB Park. If you haven't gotten caught up on part one, I would highly recommend that you hit pause, find part one, and start there. If you've already listened, I know you've been waiting with eager anticipation to get back into the conversation, so I'll shut up and jump straight back into the conversation with Cam, So Young, and NB. Enjoy. Both of you have spent a career dealing with pressure both internally, that's what I'd like to understand first, and then externally, those external pressures of having to perform in tournaments when you're expected to perform because of your world ranking your, or your trend of form or your skill level. And then also the pressure of, yeah, I guess I've already said it, the number one ranking. So first, let's talk about the pressure of hitting shots in a competitive round, the pressures you put on yourself. What strategies, what things do you tell yourself or think about that help you overcome those situations? Like when you have to hit the shot in the pressure conditions, hmm, what do I do? I think I, I just try to think like one swing thought. Mm-hmm. And so like nothing really else comes into my head. And, you know, sometimes it is just hard to, hard to do because, you know, even if you kind of think about one swing thought, you kind of think about other stuff. Oh, I need to hit this good, you know, or, or, or I need to, you know, shape this ball or I need to, you know, I can't miss this left. I can't miss this right. right. You know, some other things just come into your head, but I kind of always think like that because, you know, human can't be perfect. And I always thought that if I am in a pressure conditions, then so would be as well. And or the competitor that I am playing against. So, you know, whenever I see other, I kind of try to look at other players when I am in the pressure conditions, like whoever I am playing with and kind of whoever I'm competing with. You know, I kind of look at them and like if I kind of see if they are in, in a pressure condition, if they kind of think the same way. I just kind of think, oh, they're thinking the same way. You know, they're feeling the pressure, you know, so it's nothing weird to, you know, feel the pressure. Right. So just deal it with the pressure because there is, you know, over the years, I kind of realized that there is no way to not feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you are always going to feel the pressure. So you're just going to have to deal with it. And you're just going to have to hug the pressure and just, you know, be a friend. Beautiful. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, to me, I'm also similar as Zimbi, like I always try to think just one thought of, about golf swing. And then the other thing I'm doing a little differently is I think if I have to pick one of the best shots in my whole career, I think that's going to be 2011 US Men's Open 72nd holes. Because I had to make a birdie to going into the playoff and then, you know, if somebody played abroad more, they should know, you know the 18 holes is not really easy hole to make a birdie. And then that was a second shot. And then I remember the six iron on my hands, then to the pin 167 yards. And I knew I have to like land it 160. So I hit a little cut shot. And then I, I, I think maybe landed 260. Mm-hmm. And then ended up, I have a like 10 foot birdie putt. And then I made a birdie that that's how I joined the playoff. So, you know, that helps you deal with pressure. Yeah. Too. If you think about this situation, it's really, really tough situation to make like 10 foot birdie putt. So, Anytime when I'm in the pressure situation, I'm kind of thinking like, you know what, you know, I did it at this time. And then, you know, if I was able to do it, I might got to do it at this time again. So I just kind of give um, 
like confidence myself. Like if you were able to do that, you you can do it now, right now. Right now. Beautiful advice from both of you. What I what I've wrote down, scrambled really quickly, <laughs> is the swing thoughts that you both have. The simple swing thoughts help you narrow focus away from what might be distractive. It's the stage. It's the uh, type of shot you're trying to hit. It's the pressure you may be feeling and helps you narrow focus and, and also envy your expression you can't be perfect you, and you're going to feel the pressure so you may as well embrace it because guess what the person that's walking in the fairway with me is going to be feeling the same thing it's just natural right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then there's those visions that we have of previous successes that give us a sense of i can do this that whether you're a recreational player, whether you're a young junior playing, you're, you're going to be able to reflect back on those shots, even if those shots aren't hit to win tournaments, even if they're, they're shots that hit early in rounds or just in practice, there's things that we can anchor to. It's beautiful. How about the pressure of being number one in the world? That's different, isn't it, right? I, well, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not number one well, on anything. Well, yeah, I think it is different because, you know, once you become a number one, there is, you know, so much attention and you kind of think, you know, playing every weekend and you kind of think that, you need to perform well every week, which is not going to happen in golf. You know, right. I just know that in fact. And, well, sometimes it works for a couple of weeks or so, but it's not going to work for the whole year. So, yeah, you just got to come to realize that. And at first, when I became number one, I obviously didn't know that. And I kind of think that, oh, yeah, maybe because everybody is putting, putting this pressure on me and everybody thinks that I'm going to play well. So maybe I should be playing well. So I was listening too much of what other people's thinking i was trying to play for other people instead of you know just playing my golf and just playing you know what i want to play for. but you had to go through that experience of number right. one in the world mm -hmm. now i'm playing for some someone else or listening to the noise from outside right. in order to learn a set of skills that allowed you to just, right. just to to mute it or right well you know it's just you know number one is just just written just next to my name because in i'm just same mb park but it's just number one is just written because you know somebody else just written in yeah. in my next to my name yep. but i am the same in the park whether i'm number one or whether i'm number 30 in the world and I therefore just gotta be myself. Behave, right? yeah yeah and like you just think that you know maybe i need to behave a little bit differently mm -hmm. like i need to you know act like number one player i have to be a good example to you know a lot of the people and i need to perform well every day i can't shoot over par and you know it's just you know those thoughts you know that was very first moment when i became number one i was young back then and i obviously didn't know what it felt like i think everybody would have made the same mistake because it's their first time you know since the second and third and fourth time and on i kind of think thought that it is just just a gift of playing good golf and right. it's, it's really nothing special and it's just somebody just you know made that you know yeah, sure it's sure. just i'm just playing good golf and it just comes with it and just, you don't really need to you know think about you know being number one or number two you know that's really not the bottom line that we are looking at i think the bottom line is you know performing good golf and if you're happy on the golf course and if you're happy with the way you're playing. You have to be competitive and you have to be passionate about golf. But, you know, sometimes, you know, putting too much pressure on yourself kind of gets that thought away from you and you kind of get really tired of golf particularly if, those, particularly if those pressures are coming mm -hmm. from an outside audience right, who expect right. so much from yes. you, right? And, yes. and you're so true in saying that all a ranking is, is a label, mm -hmm. and that label's given to you based on previous success. Right, like all right. the hard work that you've done and results that you've produced in the six to 12 months or 18 months previous to that 
and it shouldn't change how you go about your business to get things done. So Yum, was it your experience as number one? Well, I was very lucky to have Yimby Park as my best friend because mm -hmm. I remember as soon as I become a number one, I was, I mean, as soon as I found out I become a number one, I was with Yimby and then she gave me exact same advice. Like she said like, so I just don't feel any pressure, like because she said like, she felt like she had to play well all the time because she was number one. Then she said like, you know, it's just something gift, you know, you're not going to think that way. And then I was very lucky to have Yanni Chang and Ai Miyazato as my good friend as well because they've been through, you know, like, I mean, they've been number one before. So the advice um, that I gave me was, that Ai Miyazato gave me was like, Soyeon, because I was number one, I thought I had to be perfect all the time. So that one really made me tired of playing golf. And then that one really made me couldn't really enjoy to play golf. So just don't think the way like you have to be playing well all the time because you're number one, you know, you're still the same so on you. That's the fact not gonna change it. So just keep enjoying it. And then other thing what Yanni Cheng told me was she felt like when she was number one, she played golf for other people's, not just for herself. Like she felt like she played golf for make someone really happy, you know, like she has to play really well to make Taiwanese fan happier. She had to play well for her make her sponsor feel happier. Yeah. So I was really lucky to have just those three um, friends to um, give me really great advice. Um, so because of that, actually, I couldn't really feel it at the first first place. Yeah. But you know, even though somebody you know give you the lesson, if you never really have experience about it, you're not gonna learn it. So um, it's one thing to hear it, it's another thing to experience <laughs> it and then <laughs> yes. employ that. I yeah. mean, yeah, I you know I tried to put their advice you know like into what yeah, like yeah, yeah for sure I did it, but. Um, Sometimes I got like so much pressure, like um, like people asking you, oh, you might gonna lose your spot if you're not finishing top five at this week. <laughs> you might gonna finishing your, I mean, losing your spot if you're not finishing like top twelve at this week. Yeah. And then I started to think about the um, resort first instead of you know how I'm going to prepare the yeah. tournament. So. But no one's kept the number one ranking in the world forever. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. The thing is that even if you don't need to know it, and if even if you don't want to know it, they kind of let you know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And even if you, I don't want to find <laughs> out. They, yeah. It's so easily. It's so easily. I didn't even yeah. ask you then. I didn't yeah. even like want to know. <laughs> yeah. So those kind of thing was really make me um, kind of feel pressure about it. But um, I realized, I mean, as soon as I realized, I started to think about resort more instead of the preparation. I was like, okay, you know, this is not who am I. And then this is not the way how I become a number one. So yeah. I should went, just going back to you know, how I was before. Right. It's great advice, whether you're number one in the world, like you both have been, whether you're number one at your college team or junior like group, or whether you're number one golfer in your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great That's advice fun. just to continue to play the game for you yep. and tune into the appropriately positive signals and not the negative noise that you see exactly. from outside, yep. wherever it may be coming from. So let's take a quick break in the action to recognize one of our partners, Under Armour. It's Under Armour's mission to make all athletes better through passion, design, and the relentless pursuit of innovation. And that ethos or mission statement couldn't be more aligned with the Earn Your Edge podcast. We're thankful to be powered by Under Armour. Going low. In order to do what you girls have done, it requires you to shoot some amazingly low scores. And a question that I get asked so often by junior, even collegiate golfers is the mindset of going low when you're five, six, even seven under par. How do you not think about where you're at in the round and just continue to have the foot on the pedal and the accelerator? 
Well, I kind of think, I just kind of think that, that because golf is never a one round golf. So it's gonna just keep on going until three or four rounds. So, you know, when I'm playing good on the first round, I kind of think that if I'm shooting seven under, eight under, I just kind of think that this is just the 18th hole, not because we have to go until the 72nd hole. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just kind of thinking, oh, make more birdies today. I'm saving for tomorrow because then I can have a little <laughs> bit easier day tomorrow and gotcha. make little less birdies and I'm still saved <laughs> for today. So yeah, I, I kind of think that it's just saving, yes. you know, birdie saving, you know. <laughs> this is proof of indie part is human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm forgiven even if uh, I make a couple less birdies because I made more today. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Keep, keep, uh, keep putting those eggs yeah. in the basket, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> collect, collect, collect. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're on your perspective on going well? Um, I think if I think about like when I shot like 8 under, 9 under, even like 10 under, I feel like I never really know about my score. Mm. I'm really like, I'm in my zone. So I only think about the, each hole and each, each just shot. I'm not really thinking about, okay, you know, I'm like 6 under now on. If I'm going to make a birdie in here, it's going to be 7. You know, you're not going to think that way. I think also like sometimes like let's say somebody shot like five under at the front nine and then if you really keep thinking about it you might gonna think like okay you know I shot five under at the front nine so I should shot at least like three under or something at the back nine so I think those kind of mindset just makes more tough to make a birdie so I think in my situation I'm normally just think about just each hole and each shot yeah. and then that one really makes me which is essentially the same mindset yeah. that Indy just talked about it's the, like the incremental approach of being present and just hitting each shot the best of your ability and I'm going to keep collecting birdies I'm not going to get too far in advance by thinking about what my score might be and then if you don't get too far in advance it's really hard to visualize or forward play to what that score may be right right yeah very interesting exactly okay practice this is this is where maybe we're going to have a difference of opinion <laughs> in practice but okay. i want to get your thoughts on practice particularly because uh there's a necessary amount of practice to get really really good at something mm -hmm. and that may change over time so i'm just going to leave it an open-ended question of what are your thoughts on practice well i think in the growing so i say like when the junior years you know when you're just starting playing golf and you you have a lot of room to improve you know i say you have to put some effort in it so you have to hit a lot of balls and you kind of have to hit a lot so your muscle kind of remember what how to swing and how to learn and like once you turn professional five years and ten years on the tour you kind of you're just kind of playing golf every day just you know playing on the golf course every day and you know that really becomes a practice and sometimes you do a couple hours or three four hours of practice when you're off weeks and that but i think most of the practice has for me has been done on the, done on the golf course especially you know when I'm playing on tour and because um, I say the driving range and the putting green is helpful when you're not defined on what you want to do on your swing or the putting and um, but so to refine skills right. then driving range and putting green and short game work right. might be good but when it's good well, you go straight to the golf course yeah I do um, I do the driving range and the putting greens times when I kind of need to find out what I want to do but once I find out, oh, this this is gonna work, yep, in the then swing. I go to the golf course and kind of test it out on the golf course because it is such a different when you're hitting on the range and hitting it on the golf course. And yeah. where do you need to perform is on the golf course. So right. you know, I kind of you know really concentrate my times on the golf course and trying to hit a lot of golf just in on the golf course yeah. instead of you know hitting yeah, a lot sure, of golf sure. balls on the driving range. Yeah, yeah. and so on. Um, like compared to India, definitely practice more. But I definitely agree with what Inbi thinking. Like, if you don't really need to working on, you know, anything. I mean, if you don't really need to change anything or something, 
I don't think the practice is, is that necessary. I think it's more necessary to just keep playing golf on the golf course. But I like when I need to do some swing change or when I need to working on with my putting, I definitely spend a lot of time on the golf. I mean, on the putting green and the practice range. But I think the thing is, it's just quality. It's just not how many hours of practice you've been practicing, like how many balls you've been hitting. But I think when I talk to you know a lot of players, like especially junior players, their mindset is more like, okay, you know, today I have to hit, like I have to practice like two hours, like I have to be on the putting green for like three hours, two hours. So at least I'm not gonna be like that. Like as soon as I mark it in my checkbox, it's gonna be finish my day. But the thing is, like if I'm not really satisfied with it, it might gonna take maybe three hours to four hours to finish. But it it could be only finished within like 15 minutes. Not each shot that you hit on a golf course in competition, or even not even competition, is the same. It's not a level lie. Can you try and explain for the listeners out there how you go about processing the type of shot to hit, the club to hit? Because it's not just a yardage, right? It's not like, oh, it's a stock seven iron on the driving range that travels 157 yards in the air and it's always the same ball flight. Do you understand the question? Kind of unpack yeah, that process? Yeah, yeah I kind of... I think that process really comes naturally now because, you know, I have been in situations a lot and, you know, playing golf for 20 years, so you kind of, you know, go you do it to intuitively. Yeah. yeah, you kind of go to a lie and you're kind of muscle remember members that you don't go like, oh, because the ball is below my feet, I need to, you know, grip up a little bit and then I need to, you know, swing a little bit more, you know, flatter or, you know, steeper, you know, we don't go through that thought, right. you know, once you stood over the ball, it's all natural, you know, you set up, you know, how the lie is and, it, you know, nobody really tells you, but you find your comfortable position and you just know that by playing golf. I mean, now some people might not understand it if, you know, they're just beginning to play golf and, and, and if they're not, not professional golfers, they might have to go remind themselves sometimes. Like a like formulaic in, step, right, step one, step right, two, step right. three. But like once you come to a professional level, you really don't have to remind yourself that I think. Like we're sitting here and we're, we're at the 18th green and Evian is just not 50 yards away from us and you won here. And when you won, I imagine the, the flag was kind of back right and there's water on the yeah. right and you probably had a fairly long approach right, shot. Right. Do you remember that particular shot, the flight that you hit and why you picked that flight on that particular situation? Actually, uh, back then a, there was par five. Yeah, back yeah. then was it was that? a par five. Oh, so yeah. I hit my third shot. It was a wedge. Yeah. So, um, yeah, wedge was a little bit short because I I was leading by two strokes. I didn't have to really attack for the pin or anything. Yeah. So, but she made that putt. Maybe 15, 15 <laughs> foot short. Fifteen foot short from like maybe eighty yards, eighty five yards, and yeah. I yeah I I was putting just lights out that day on the final yeah. round, and yeah. you know it didn't matter where I was on the green because it was it's going, going in. in. <laughs> so yeah, I just remember I just putted so good on this. Um, in 2012 in yeah. Avian Masters and I just remember because you know this golf course I I really hated this golf course because this golf course I remember that is such hard to read the greens and yeah. you know I get fooled all the time I come here and in 2012 somehow it's just, just really everything really clicked and everything was, was just going in yeah <laughs> what do you so, but unpack that then what are your secrets of putting You're like really, really nothing you know was, yeah really you know I was putting I'm exactly trying here the I'm same. trying to get the secrets yeah but no, um, I ask her a thousand times but she's saying the same thing all the time I really don't I really don't have this I always tell her I really don't have secrets to putting 
you know, I just try to keep really, you know, same rhythm, you know, just, you know, not to be too, too strong or too weak, you know, to hit striking the ball because I just kind of think that what it matters is very um, consistent rhythm. Yeah, so the, your role is kind of consistent all the time, so it doesn't go fast or too slow. And yeah, um, yeah, that's, you know, I always tell people and they're like, oh, don't lie, you know, just, you know, tell us. <laughs> I don't really have anything to tell you. I can appreciate that. Natural yeah, yeah. But, you, but you did say something, you simplify yeah. it down to a mm -hmm. uh, simple key. Yeah, and yeah, that, simple, And that key is very, rhythm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't get too complex. Everybody would know because, you know, I am very simple yes. <laughs> on the golf course and I don't think, you know, too many things on right. the golf course. and. Yeah, it, it looks simpler when it's working better, but obviously it looks more complicated when it's not working. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think the key thought is just keeping everything simple because, you know, your brain is not being able to do, you know, five, you know, six, seven different things, things. at the different things at the same time. Because golf swing is what, maybe two, three seconds and yeah, you're yeah. not going to do so many things in that three seconds. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, Jan, maybe speak to a specific situation at A&A uh, &A last year and particularly the playoff hole because you decided to go for the green. Right. Yeah. Was that an unusual circumstance or was it just a, a driving range shot? And maybe if that's not the right one, unpack your uh, decision making process that goes into shots. So, um, that was reachable par five, and then we had slight bit of the helping one. Mm -hmm. So I hit a really great driver, and then I think maybe to the pin, it was about 216 yards. Mm -hmm. And then actual pin yardage was 203, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then my five with carry distance was 2005. Yeah. I mean, 2005, 205. 205. So I knew even without helping when I could have just, you know, covered the front yardage, which is covered, um, you know, all the water hazard. And then the where the pin was, even, even like if you're slight, like longer than pin, it's still like reasonable chip shot to make a birdie. So I just decided to just go for it. And then, well, I slight, slightly pushed it, but it was still good enough to make a birdie. Yeah. Enough yeah. to cover the hazard. You, you rationalize that this is the right, right club because if I hit it hard, I'm actually, it's actually a fairly easy chip yeah. right there. So you took into account that which was around the hole right. rather than just the, the primary target of let's get it close to exactly. the hole, right? Yeah, I think the biggest difference between the professional and amateur is like when we pick the club and then when we decided to what kind of shot we we're going to hit, we always think like where is the worst area to miss? Like for example, let's say I hitting seven iron 155 yards and even though if I can you know, hit a 155 yard, if it's something's behind the pin and if it's going to be in a really worse, worse situation, if it's behind the pin, I might just going to hit it like shorter than 155, right. even though I can reach the 155. Right. You've spent a lot of time around each other, been friends for a long time. What's one thing that you know about the other person that most people in the world don't know? Maybe it's a funny each story. Other? Yeah, each other. Yimby <laughs> Park is really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a surprise. Yeah. Well, she has, such a, she has such a good sense of humor, but because, you know... Spending time drinking wine yes, with her? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you told me some of those drinking, stories. Drinking wine is, you know, even, you know, the better. Um, but um, because, you know, when she's on the golf course, she could be really serious. A lot of people think, you know, she's like, what's your nickname? Queen Slide. B, I thought. No, the <laughs> other one. So... She might be, but if you know really in the part, you're not going to say not, that. You know that. She's not. <laughs> oh, this is the thing. I mean, like she's super calm on the golf course, but off the golf course, she's not calm. Yeah. She's not like, calm. She's, 
<laughs> no, I was like, okay. is there an example? I thought I was pretty calm. No, but the, what it meant is like when she wants to do something, she has to do it like quick as she can. Like when she wants something, she has to get it like quick as she can. Like she does, she doesn't really have good patience. But she's like super patient on the golf course. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Oh, yeah, and I really haven't found something that is really different from what, what, what other people think about Soyeon. I think yeah. she's exactly what people would think. She's, you know? she's very yes. friendly yeah. and like, yeah, she's, um, I think she, she likes, you know, drinking and she likes <laughs> eating and, and she likes going to good restaurants and stuff. She likes shopping I, I, too. I think, yeah, oh, I think yeah. everybody would know that. Yeah, and like, yeah, she's very passionate. I think she's more passionate about golf than other things, but she's passionate about a lot of a lot. other things. And yeah. I kind of always say to her, she's like, you're going to run out of energy soon because, you know, you're interested in so many so things. And, you know, for me, it's really opposite to her because yeah. I am like interested in one thing and I'm in that one thing and I'm not really interested in others. And yeah. Soyeon is like interested in this and this and that and like her schedule like even if it's an off week or when it's like taking time off she just can't relax. So your advice to her is do less. Yeah, yeah do less and relax. Yeah, like, and you need chill. to relax. Yeah. But she just doesn't do it. She's like, oh, I need to go there, there, there. I need yeah. to do that and that. That's and, awesome. Yeah. yeah so. Our schedule is very different. Yeah. Final like all day at home. That's it. But. Final question here. What advice would you give to your 13-year-old self, thinking about your golf career now? Mm -hmm. Not that you'd want to do it different. What advice would you give to the 13-year-old version of yourself? Or maybe framed a different way, mm -hmm. what advice would you give to a crowd of 13-year-old girls if uh, you were sitting in front of them and, and saying, this is what you should do if you yeah. really want to get good at something, whether that's something golf or not? Well, like to, I remember because you know I was playing like U.S. Girls Junior and U.S. Amateur when I was growing up when I was 13 when I was 14, and I remember I lost in the final um, in 2000, 2002 or 2001. And so I finished second in the U.S. Girls Junior. I didn't repeat my uh, title the year before, so I didn't win twice in a row. And I thought the world was ending back then. And I thought like, oh, like I my dad cried I cried like everybody <laughs> cried and like you thinking that but now I look back it's, it was nothing and it was just another experience and you know I really kind of want to give the junior golfers the advice that you know what you're facing right now kind of you kind of think that this is everything right now but it is not you know you have got to look at the big picture you know this this is just a roadway to you know becoming a professional golfer and and, and a big career in front of you so like just you know think that your junior career is is just like just a you know piece of you know maybe a dot in the big piece of a paper that's so amazing just kind of think that you know you, this is just one of the experience that you're going to experience whether you finish first second third you know miss cut doesn't matter carry it's, on yeah it's just carry on and it, you're just building you know your career right now so yeah don't worry so much about the results you know just you know like Soyan said you know the preparation is very important so you, you kind of you know build you know whatever you want to do right now because you know there are some things that you won't be able to do once you turn professional golfer so you know do everything that you want to do on the golf course right now because when it counts and when it you know becomes money you might be might be able to do it so exactly. yeah do everything what you want to do now thank so. you so young i think Invi's advice is just fabulous like yeah mine's a little different um i want to say like do everything what you want to do i think that experience is going to be awesome you know that experience is going to be 
really gonna make you who you are and then that experience gonna I mean chase your dreams and goals yeah, yeah for sure yeah that ex because like you know you if you only doing like golf 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 I think that's easiest way to get burnout and then that's quickest way to burn out and you know um, knowing the um, other side of the golf is really important to being with them like sponsors like proams so I think those kind of experience is really important and um, just think golf is your everything I never thought golf is my everything I think golf is really big part of my life but it's not everything so just get um you know do whatever you want to do like unless if you're like you know 13 14 you might cannot drinking you know you might cannot smoking you know yes. I'm not saying those kind of things <laughs> do the right things at the yeah, whole time yeah right <laughs> right things at the whole time like as long as your parents allow you to do it just do much as you can fantastic two of the best golfers in the world <laughs> and two of the best people in the world thank, thank you. you so much for your time thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. If you want to learn more about Altus Performance, go check out altusperformance.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Team Altus and Instagram at Altus Performance. Also, thanks to Cordy Walker for his wonderful production work on this and coming episodes of Earn Your Edge.